Hi everyone, and welcome to Chips in the Night, the penny gay slumber party you had but wish you never did. Nope. <laughs> Let's just change so, our tagline. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to Chips in the Night, the penny gay slumber party you never had but wish you did. I'm Josh, and I just did an internet quiz, and I'm 100% that bitch. That's the, that's the lyrics, right? I think so. 100% that bitch. Okay, okay it's been a long time since I've heard music. Who are you? I'm Andrew, and am I a Hufflepuff or a Griffin whore? Stay tuned to find out. Oh yeah. I'm neither, actually. What are you? I feel like I'm a Ravenclaw. I mean, like, I'm none of those because they're all transphobic. Yeah. According to the official Pottermore or whatever quiz, I think I am a, a Hufflepuff. Yeah, it's like, I hate talking about Harry Potter in that sense now, but I bumped all over the spectrum. I used to identify as a Gryffindor and then Ravenclaw. Slytherin. I just think I'm a Hufflepuff. Whatever. You you live a good time. Yeah. I could also because you're an Aries, I could see you being a Gryffindor because I feel like they're very like adventurous, like doing the most. Yeah. I also feel that we like we um, identify as different things at different stages of our life. Yeah, maybe we're not just one person. There you go. I like. um, There's this. I think it's Chani Nicholas, some lesbian astrologer has this quote that, like, you're not just a birth chart, you're the whole damn sky. And I like that. I love that. Yeah. Although I am just a birth chart. Like, just to be clear, I am... <laughs> I only care about the things that, rel- that relate to my, my planets. Is that lightning? I think there was lightning. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Speaking of the sky. The, that was the sky telling me, like, no, sky. you are the whole damn sky. Exactly. It was and it was like, boom. Yeah. For all the people watching at home, yes, that was lightning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, hey, Josh. I have a question. What are we drinking? Yeah, so we're drinking um, a... I, I didn't know what to pair with this, so as you might have guessed, this episode is about internet quizzes. There wasn't wanna... an internet quiz for what should you drink while doing a podcast about <laughs> internet quizzes? <laughs> well, yeah, sure I mean, there, there, there should have been. Um, I guess that is kind of my job, but I chose this champagne because it has the word mystery in the title. Um, and it seemed like a fun, you know, you drink champagne, um, have fun doing your quizzes. But also, um, as I was reading this up, um, first of all, there was like weird energy today out at the grocery store. There was like a lot of like angry people and I was like gossiping with like the person at the register being like, these people are weird today. Um, but this one was apparently like supposed to be more expensive than it is. So I think it's supposed to be $60, but I got it for 20 is that the mystery? That exactly. That's a mystery, and I wanted to choose the mystery titled one because we're gonna demystify who we are today during some quizzes, and we're gonna we're gonna do some quizzes. There was just something that I really loved about the aesthetic of like you know teenagers, and it was like only the girls who were able to do the quizzes from like mm-hmm. the fun notebooks. But it's like I love that shit. I don't know. Um, somebody made a good point. It was like some Facebook post that was going around that was like the reason why gays and like you know women and other people who aren't like who aren't straight white men the reason why we love astrology and internet quizzes and all this stuff is because it's like we we aren't normally the type of people who are we don't feel like we're understood all the time and so we we gravitate towards these um systems that provide us with an interpretation uh that you know provides some semblance of understanding ourselves yeah like meaning exactly i do remember like 
being a kid in the grocery store, you're going through the checkout line and they have all those crappy magazines on the, the wall and like looking through them and mentally doing the quizzes while like we're waiting for the groceries. Cause like I knew I couldn't take it home. I knew I could not put that in the cart, but I could have some fun while my mom's like, you know, buying eggs and milk or whatever. Totally. I remember one time when I was at the, at the supermarket grocery store or whatever I was in the line with my mom and I saw this thing that had these little booklets depending on like what zodiac sign you were and there was one for Aries mm -hmm. and I thought they were free so I just stole it <laughs> your life of crime yeah it wasn't Pretty until yeah, I, I must have been like seven or six or something it wasn't until like I crawled underneath the table to read it my mom was like, did you take that from the supermarket? I was like, I thought it was free. First of all, capitalism is the sham. There you go. So that's Thank not you. on you. And how Aries is it to have just taken it? <laughs> it's a very power move. <laughs> I don't encourage stealing, but... I mean, we kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what it is. Yeah. We have a bunch of quizzes in front of us right now. We kind of chose a random smorgasbord. Um, what shall we attack first? I don't know. Do you have one that you really like? Um, let's start off with like... um. A really basic one that I think hits the, not typical, but it's kind of like the, not apex, but it's like the stereotypical the internet quiz that you find in a magazine. I think it's which Sex in the City character are you? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay, so we just did this BuzzFeed, um, which Sex in the City girl you are. I, I never know if it's Sex in the City or and the City. Sex, sex and or the City. Yeah, Sex with the City. Sex with the City. Yeah. <laughs> um... I got Samantha. Interesting. I oh I everybody thinks that they're um I forgot her name. Carrie Bradshaw. No, everyone. I feel like everybody thinks that they're the um oh, the, the redheaded one? lawyer. Oh, the lesbian one. Yeah. Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. I don't know her character name. It's just Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> She's just playing herself. I don't remember. Full disclosure: We've seen all of one episode. Yeah, we've seen one episode. I know the tropes, but like, I fully have not. Yeah, I'm, I have not gotten into. We're that. we're so gay. We watched one episode and we're like, let's go have Cosmos. <laughs> yeah, we went to go get Cosmos. I at, think we went to the. We went to Midnight Martinis, Sun. Martinis, didn't we? Oh, was that oh. overnight? <laughs> I remember putting on Instagram stories. I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe it was the same like mood that we were in, but I'm pretty sure we went to Midnight Sun because we walked down there, um, and then instead we got Frosés. Yeah, that sounds right. We were like, we need to have our Carrie Bradshaw moment. I got, um, so in the Sex and the City quiz, I got the city. You did not get the city. No. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? So I got funny. sex. No, I got Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, okay. I think only because, like, I said my ideal career was a journalist. So it was like, well, all right. It's funny because I put that too. Um, I think maybe I just, like, was a little bit more promiscuous on this one. But they didn't even ask really promiscuous questions. It was like, right. do you like the afternoon or the morning? Right. Or like, which of these wedding pictures do you like? And yeah. I picked the one that doesn't have a straight couple in it. <laughs> it just has chairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing about these quizzes sometimes is that it'll be like, are you an introvert or an extrovert quiz? But then the two choices are, oh, do you like um, reading a book and crying in your room? Or do you like doing coke off of the dance yeah. floor? You know, and it's like, we know where you're trying to get here. Like, but what if you like both though? Exactly. Like doing coke in your room time. or <laughs> yeah. reading on the dance floor. Yeah. I would actually... You would read on the dance floor. I would floor. unironically love it. If it was like, if you could, if I could read on the dance floor without people being annoyed, I would do that. That is the funniest thing in my head is like, you know how sometimes you have like a cafe library or you have like a bar reading thing. If, if there was something like a library nightclub. Dance floor. <laughs> yeah. That would be just the funniest thing. Business that, idea. That could work like for Bo during the day. Like if I could just go hang out like Bo is like a bar that has like two levels if I could go hang up the upper level sit there read 
Put the music in the background. You don't yeah, get your phone. Yeah, just a little thumpa thumpa. That'd be fine. I have kind of done something like that. So I, I think it was for Drag Race UK, and I, in my mind, I got the time wrong. So I went to the bar. I think an hour or even maybe two hours earlier than I oh, wow. was supposed to, and luckily I brought a book. And I was like, I'm here. I don't want to give up my seat. It's a really mm-hmm. good seat. So I'm just gonna read. And I ended up finishing the book. I think. Do you remember what book it was? I think it was about Puerto Rico. Or it was about uh, Puerto Rico and the Philippines. It was just like about... Oh, um, yeah. The, it was about colonization, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's a good book. It's a good book. Strong recommendation. <laughs> yeah, it was good. No, it was, it was my favorite book of 2020. Um, or 2019. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next quiz. Um, so next quiz, I want to do one of these Cosmo ones. Because these Ooh. are... I feel like these, in my mind, are like the iconic... They aren't internet quizzes. They're like magazine quizzes. But they're like the pre... Oh. I feel like in my mind, when I think of like a personality quiz, like this is what I immediately go to. is like Cosmo. Um, so I, I have a couple. I'm going to do... Can you keep a guy intrigued? Ooh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the quiz. And then we're going to like... Okay. So should I, um, so should no, I not look at don't it? Don't cheat. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a, it's a quick one. It's, it's five questions. So, when a guy texts you the day after a great... So, this is from 2009. And it's a little dated. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> and I, I love that. Um, okay. When a guy texts you from the day... Sorry. When a guy texts you the day after a great first date, do you typically call to thank him for the drinks until he made a great time, wait a day to text him back, he'll be more eager to hear from you tomorrow, or reply later on that day and reference something funny from the night before? Probably that one. That last one. Yeah, that feels right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. And these are also obviously very much written for like heterosexuals. So after the third date, you're still not sure you want to sleep with him. Why are you on a third date? If you're That's not how you know this is a heterosexual quiz. Another kind of tangentially related story is that like, you know how sometimes you have, like you, you're like on Grindr and you're flirting and you kind of want to... Grindr, what's that? <laughs> you know, the thing that makes your coffee. Um, so, you know, you're on your dating apps and then sometimes you kind of like flirt with another person and you like imply that you're going to like hook up, but you don't ever use that like language. So it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, like for me, it'll be like, hey, you want to finally come over for that wine lesson or something? You know what I mean? And then one time that happened, uh, I'm not going to say what it is just in case this person's listening, but like, it was like kind of like that. And then when I came over, we just did that thing. Like it was just the wine lesson. Mm -hmm. It was no, there was no dick. There was nothing. Wow, that is very disappointing. Which is like, on one hand, I'm like, I'm glad that you are technically still sticking to your word. Like, that you didn't lie. No, he doesn't need to stick to your, his word, he needs to stick to your ass. Oh, there you go. But yeah. I've, I've definitely done that. I, I remember there was this one, we're never going to finish this quiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you say our tagline is? Like, overly long and abrupt or something? I don't know. I so I went over to this guy's house and it was like, hey, why don't you come over for a drink? It was like a Sunday night. This is when I lived in Wisconsin. It was this guy who I had a, a huge crush on, but I genuinely could not tell if he was into me or not. It was like very ambiguous. So I was like, maybe he just wants to have me over for a, a drink. So I went over there. We have a drink. Um, we're like hanging out. We're like literally, we're like this is pre-pandemic and we're still six feet apart. Um, like he's in a chair, I'm on a sofa, and then finally at some point he was like giving me a tour of his kitchen. And then he was like, hey, do you want to make out? I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was very much, I was I was so unclear if he wanted to be friends or if he wanted to, like, totally. do sexy things. It, it's always a mix, and I'm really glad that the gays, sometimes we, like, we can just turn on, we're like, yeah. you know what, I'm each word, and let's just go for it. Like, mm-hmm. one time I went on this date, and at the end of it, I'm like, okay, that was a cute date. You're kind of boring. But then last minute, he was like, you want to have a drink at my place? And I was like, finally. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. 
So anyway, the question is... <laughs> yeah, so after all that... What well, question two? Question number two. Question two is, after the third date, you're still not sure you want to sleep with him. When he makes a move, um, do you tell him you don't see any need to rush things when you're already having such a great time? Who would say that? Not that one. No. Do you say, well, I really like you, but we're moving a little too fast here on the third date? You've known him for at least three hours at this point. Yeah. Ugh. Um, or you think, screw it and go for it. Might as well figure out if you have chemistry. That one. Yeah. That's, Duh. I'm like surprised the, there isn't a hornier one. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, 2009 written for, like, cosmopolitan women. So, um, yeah. Okay. You've been get, dating two guys, but you want to make, you want to move to the next level with one. Do you say to him, nada, you'll keep your options open until you know he's ready to commit. Do you say, hey, we should stop seeing people or keep things casual? Wait, we should... Oh, that's a question. Hey, should we stop seeing other people or keep things casual? Or do you say, I'm really feeling this. I think it's time we take things up a notch. I'm confused. So is I'm seeing two people, but I like one better? Yeah, you're, you're, you're ready to pick one, but you don't know if he is or not. Can you read the, the options out again? Yeah, they are basically just do nothing and keep your options open. Um, do you pose it as a question like, hey, what do you think about not being casual anymore? Or do you say like, I'm ready to move forward. Let's go forward. Not to be gay, but to be gay, I would keep things open. Yeah, you would. Like, I'm, I'm still in a committed open relationship. Yeah. I don't know. There's plenty of lot to go. My pick. There Who we knows? go. Uh, okay. When getting naked with a guy for the first time, do you wow him with your signature move so he's left wanting more? Do you stick to basic fun stuff like chess? Um, <laughs> you prefer to keep a few tricks up your sleeve or do you lie back relax and give him a chance to impress you knight c3 just kidding <laughs> um okay so the options are basically all my best moves mm-hmm. uh b was be boring be boring and c was no let him impress me yeah pillow princess what is best moves though like i don't think i really have good a good move i just I don't know. Yeah. Do I have moved? Do you have moves? I um I have I have moved. <laughs> I don't I don't think I have like signature moves. In my mind there's like like the categories or like ranges of acts. So like kissing is one thing and like oral and hands are another thing and like fucking is another. So I feel like there's like gradients, but I don't feel there's like oh these are the good moves. I don't think I have like are we bad at sex? Is that what we just discovered? Oh my god. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like I'm a relatively, like, charming, non-boring person. I feel like I'm, like, a, like I, I feel like I'm, like, a, you know, I'm not boring in bed, but I don't, like, you know how straight, like, you know how, like, in Legally Blonde or whatever, they have, like, the bend and snap, like, yeah. as a thing? Like, what, do we have an equivalent to that? I don't know if, like, I, like what, wear a tank top. That's my yeah. move. <laughs> it's a dick. I don't know. Yeah. And at, at at the same time, it's like it's it's not that you know we're bad at anything because it's like if you think about like the other person, like I'm more of a bottom and you're more of a top, and it's like we know people of who we are and people who are are the opposite. It's like they don't have moves either. I think it's the fact that we know what we want as mm-hmm. gay people. We want to just and yeah. if we're already in the same room naked, we we're, we're no already one. Yeah. yeah, we're not gonna like stop halfway and be like, oh, sorry, I gotta go. Like we're, we, yeah, we're already one. Enough. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You didn't bend and snap. Anything, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, exactly. You get the sign out that says like six at a time. Can you imagine? Um, but yeah, that's the thing. So that's why it's like a little bit different, I think, for like gay people, um, yeah. at least in our community. That being said, I think I would choose 
I think I'm going to be a lazy bottom and choose the third option. Yeah, that, that feels correct. No tea, but... <laughs> wow. <laughs> some tea. Some tea, some shade. Some tea, some shade. Okay, if you're asked something personal in the first stages of dating, how do you respond? Do you blow it off with an obviously fake answer and change the subject? Do you give a general answer, revealing as few details as possible, or do you tell him the truth? He'll find out sooner or later. Why beat around the bush? First of all, I beat around the bush all the time. <laughs> Second of all, like again, as gay people, one of the first questions you ask on the date is like, so what's your relationship with your father? Yeah. Like, we, we like, literally, if we don't, we will bend over on the first night. Mm-hmm. I didn't say date because sometimes it's not a date. Date's asking too much. Yeah, right. It's it's and then dating it's, I mean, it's that honestly, direction yeah. um so obviously the third one but like i would like to make that distinction that we're like we're clearly not yeah you know what i mean let, let the record show let the record show that like yeah the gays function differently so according to this according to my math and i could have done the math wrong um, according to this you got five which means you are a perfect provocateur dating is like a high wire act and you create the perfect tension between accessibility and mystery which is why men are drawn to you. Your oh. open charm, sorry, open ass is captivating. <laughs> explains Wygant. I don't know who Wygant is. But at the same time, you make guys work a bit for your affection. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that I guess if we're talking, if we're relating this to the other quiz, that makes sense that I got Samantha. I don't know. Because she's perfect provocateur. Yeah, she's like the flirt, flirty one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're all flirty, but she's like, that's her personality. The flirtiest. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't she not coming back to the reunion? I was literally about to say. Wow. It's so funny. Gay culture is watching one episode of Sex in the City and then <laughs> n- knowing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So we did that quiz. Shall I ask you another one? Yeah, now you give me a quiz. Whatever okay. whatever quiz you want to give me. So let's do... This one doesn't even make... Are you a hot challenge? Yeah, I don't understand the title. I just thought the title was funny because like, it's sort of... It feels like a bad Google Translate. Right. Uh, are you a hot... Questions. Are you a hot challenge? I'm guessing there's like some accompanying article where it was like, oh, girl, you should be a hot challenge. And it like made sense. Oh, so like, are you a, like a sexy puzzle? (laughs) That's how, hold on, let me up to my grinder. I am a sexy puzzle. (laughs) Put me together, daddy. I guess that's what it means, right? Are you a hot challenge? Or is it like, okay. I guess, I don't know. Or should we do this one? Is sex with you exciting or a little too tame? I mean, I feel like I know the answer. But... Yeah, I mean, look, we're gay. We do all the things. Okay, let's do hot challenge. Yeah. Okay. Five questions. Okay, so number one, how hard must guys work to get you to go out with them? Not very. <laughs> A, you tell them you're busy the first time they ask you out and then usually say yes the second time. B, you explain that you can't do the night he proposes because, well, you can't and suggest another evening. C, you almost always say yes to a date. Why risk Why risk missing out on Mister Right? I hate this question. Um, I mean, I did pick this quiz, but still, I so I feel like actually pre-pandemic it was definitely a because I was just very busy, and so like I remember like there would be times where I was like I would like to go on a date with this person, but I genuinely don't have a free night for like three weeks. So, you know, unless you want to do it at eight a.m., you know, walk and coffee or something, probably not. Um, but these days I'm more like, yeah, I'll swipe right. Mm. I mean, I guess actually that's not true because like it is still a pandemic and I'm not trying to like, but like all things being equal, if it was not a pandemic, outside of a pandemic, I think I am more of the accommodating. I will like, if I have free nights, I don't play the game of like, Oh, I don't want him to like know I'm available or whatever. Like if I'm free, I'll schedule something. So I'm not going to play. So I guess it would be like the C one. That one is almost always say yes. 
Yeah. Okay. Like when when I when I genuinely have availability. Oh, okay. I will say yes. Yeah. It, it like the the deciding factor is like me being busy. It's not like wanting to play coy or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So let's do that one. See. Okay. Number two, the day after a great first date, you email him. Yes. Thanks for dinner. <laughs> Thanks for dinner, and let him know you had a great time. B. Do nothing until he calls. Let his message go to voicemail, and then take two days to get back to him. Or C, wait for him to contact you and then respond within a day with something light and witty. Um, I feel like I, I sent an email. <laughs> I, no, I don't think I actually sent an email. But I feel like, yeah, after a good date, like in the next morning, like if I'm thinking about him, like, hey, that was that was fun. Or or I'll try to reference something from the night before. Like, oh, we talked about XYZ. I love that. Yeah, I like... It's something to like... So it's not just... Because part of me, like, I, I will do the like, hey... Happy Monday, but like it's so obvious that it's like it's, all I'm saying is I'm thinking about you. Yeah, you know a little cute little thing that you can do to get your date's attention is to just listen. Ooh, you know what I mean? It's like scandalous. mention something yeah. that was like an inside joke the night before. It's like that's not hard, and yet mm-hmm. like it's something that is seen as so charming and like a secret move. Yeah, when it's like all you gotta do is listen. I feel like that's one thing that helps like in gay cultures because there are some things that are like nearly universal gay culture so like for example you can talk about drag race and like even if he doesn't like watch avidly he probably has opinions about it yeah and so like there's something there um like you could ask him like you know living in san francisco you ask him like about castro bars what's your favorite castro bar and there's like an easy like there are things that are sort of like norms or like like standard things in gay culture here so, like, I, those are easy to go to. So. I love that. And I honestly cannot imagine not having that. Like, the divide that you have with, like, straight couples. I, and I'm not, thankfully, uh, you know, a... Heterosexual. Uh, I, not only a heterosexual, but I'm not, like, a um, an expert on the straights. Mm-hmm. But, like, we have, like, that one up for us when it comes yeah. to connecting with other people. At least in our neighborhood. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think so, yeah. I think that is definitely a helpful thing. And I've definitely dated people who don't participate in that culture, and that's fine. But I think it is helpful, like when, especially when like casually dating someone or getting to know someone, that there is like a already like a pretty high level of shared customs and rituals yeah. and knowledge or whatever. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'll send the email. That was perfect. Final answer. Final answer is A. Okay, number three. While at a party, you're not sure whether a gorgeous guy is into you or another chick. Okay. While at a party, you're not sure whether a gorgeous guy is into you or another person. Mm-hmm. You, A, flirt brilliantly for a few minutes, then excuse yourself to go get a drink so he's forced to come after you. B, give him a chilly reception and chat up other men to make him jealous. Or C, stick by his side when your rival is around and hope he eventually realizes you're the better catch. I feel like all of these are bad. I don't like any of these. Yeah. I feel like if, if any, I would like to flirt aggressive whatever a was like flirt at him and then walk away yeah like i feel like that's in my ideal form whatever like when i've like done my pokemon evolution that's <laughs> that's what i am but yeah i feel like none of those are i feel like in reality i like flirt awkwardly meander a bit try and look cute maybe leave yeah nobody does only one of these things yeah. it's a combination of them yeah. and spill a drink on him right <laughs> well and there's so many moments where it's like you're at a party and you're like having a conversation with somebody and like you think you're flirting or maybe you're not flirting and then the next day you're like oh yeah i was hella flirting with you or like yeah. you were hella flirting with me i thought i was that i thought you weren't interested that mm-hmm. i don't know it's like sometimes hard to read people 
I think that is one downside of gay culture is because there's such a porous boundary between flirting and just like hanging out or like even like friendship and sexual relationships. It can be hard to know like which side of that line you're on sometimes. Yeah. And so like you meet somebody new, you're having a great conversation, it's like fun, it's flirty, you're like, you know, very touchy feely. And then you come to find out like, oh, they actually have zero interest in having sex with you or like going anywhere with you. Yeah. They're just very gregarious. Yeah. I feel like that happens like probably more in the straight world or sorry, more in the gay world than it does in the straight world. Yeah. Um, because we have like it's it's just sort of fine to be like, you know, eh. <laughs> it's like that like that okay so all that being said I think um, it was A A yeah. so flirt brilliantly for a few minutes and then excuse yourself to we'll get a drink so he's forced to come after you I mean he's not forced because he won't but to encourage him to encourage yeah, yeah that's a weird way to word this yeah um okay number I was about to say like they should really write the author's name of who wrote these quizzes and it is actually there yeah. uh, by Holly Eagleson oh drag name Holly Eagleson. I feel like that's a newscaster. I'm Holly Eagleson. Coming to you live from KWPTV. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, question number four. You usually have sex with a guy for the first time. True. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, moving on. (laughs) Uh, A, on the first night, you do what feels right and don't believe in following silly dating rules. B, after three or four dates. C, after a couple of months of dating. What the fuck is this? Months? Months? Mama, no. Mama, no. A girl's got needs. I already filled it up for you. I put A. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I feel like there's... It, again, it depends on the situation, whatever. But yeah, I feel like the norm was closer to one day than three months. Three months? Why? This what day. are you waiting for? Right. You could die in three months. <laughs> so... No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. And last question. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm like doing math at the same time. Um, uh, number five when a guy you started hooking up with asks you at the last minute to meet up later at a bar you say A I have a couple parties to hit so I'm not sure I'll get over there but maybe dinner another time give me a call B can't have plans already C sounds good see you in a bit again it depends on the situation like if I do have plans then I'll just say that I have plans if I did have plans I would probably say the first one like I'm busy but here's an alternative Um, but if I don't have plans then like sure like where unless i'm unless i'm tired or in my pajamas or don't want to get up or don't feel like it, or have any other excuse because i do like to be comfortable and at home so yeah if it's like a 6 p.m text then like sure but if it's like an 8 p.m so it depends on the time of day yeah so i'm gonna go with what was i think a I have a couple parties to hit, so I'm not sure I'll get over there maybe dinner another time give me a call yeah i feel like that's the most honest one because i feel like i do if somebody does propose like a meeting and then I a meeting, <laughs> someone's sending me an iCal invite and I can't make it, I do I do try to respond with like, okay, no to this, but here's an alternative. Yeah, that's annoying. Okay, so okay, so am I a hot challenge? Right. Okay, so are you a hot challenge? Andrew just took this quiz. Oh, this is harsh. This is me. Okay, so you got two points out of a Oof. total of ten. Okay, so so um, if you were to get seven to ten points, you would be the too tough. T's. Mm. Um, if you got four to six points, you were the savvy siren. If you got zero to three points and you got two points, you are the quote and unquote desperate data. <laughs> and here's a description. Mm-hmm. You're up for any good time that comes along. Trouble is, guys see you as only that. A good time, not a potential girlfriend. 
Being too available is a turnoff, says Townsend. Guys want a girl who is worth working for. So if you're looking for a relationship, wait three or so dates before having sex. And if he asks to meet out late, suggests getting together another time, advises Kowalski. You're a catch, so only give yourself up to a worthy suitor. This is a homophobic ass quiz. This is. We are gonna do a quiz, which is which one best matches your personality, because not only are we drinking one right now, but I'm a sommelier, and I want to verify the results of this quiz. So we're both gonna do this one. We're gonna trade off. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, which word would you describe, would you use to describe yourself? Flirty, easygoing, high maintenance, likable, serious, charming. I think likable, probably, honestly. That feels... Okay. So I'll click it on mine. Cool. Um, yeah, that feels right for me. What, what about you? I'm going to go... The thing is, like, some of these are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like, easygoing and charming can be two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to choose charming. Do you agree not with high that? Not high-maintenance? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that came across my mind. But it's no, like... charming, I think, is a good one for you. Because you're Thank very, you. like... Like, you meet someone and you, like, instantly get along with them. Which I feel like is a very... The word is supposed to likable. Oh my god. Um, okay, what city would you like to live in? Sydney, Australia. Um, Florence, New York, Singapore, San Francisco. We've been there. Uh, or Paris. <laughs> this is hard because I understand... There are certain cities like um, Florence, for example. I haven't been. I've been to Paris, but it's like... Visiting there and spending like a week or so there is great, but like mm-hmm. living there is a different situation. Yeah. Uh, we live in San Francisco, and I love New York. Um, I think I'm going to stick with San Francisco. Yeah, I think same. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would love to try living in New York at some point, but I I think I would only try living in New York if I either San Francisco falls in the ocean or I had, like, a good way of coming back here. Cause right. I, that, that's the thing that's kept me from trying other places before, because it's just a really hard place to move back to. Yeah. So, there's that. Very true. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. What's your go-to comfort food? Um, And this one is pictorial. So the first one looks like some kind of soup. Mm -hmm. The second one is a pizza. pizza. I believe it's a margarita pizza. Third one is fried chicken. Fourth one is nachos. Fifth one is spaghetti with meatballs. And the sixth one is a grilled cheese. Ooh, I mean, like, honestly, all of the above. Um... But I just want to say, whose comfort food... Well, I guess your comfort food can be soup, but that looks like a thin-ass broth. Yeah, that's not a very substantial soup. They should get their money back. Um, I feel like if I'm cooking at home, probably grilled cheese because just like super easy to make. Although I also really like making fried chicken. Um, I hate probably... making fried chicken. Really? I like it. I hate frying. Not because I don't like eating fried food, but because I don't... I'm you not scared a big of oil? Of... Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's aggressive. But I feel like pizza is probably the most honest answer generally. Yeah. I feel like if I'm having a bad day or whatever, it's it's a pizza for me. But it would not be that pizza. It would be like... I like a margarita, actually. I was going to say, like, if I were to order a comfort pizza, it would be like a high-volume restaurant. Like, I don't want to say shitty pizza, but like a like shitty a process, pizza. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to choose... Yeah, I'm going to do the pizza as well. We're going to get the same answers, aren't we? No, you know what? For the sake of argument, I'm going to do the spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we chose a different one for the first one, too. True. Uh, okay, what is your dream vacation? Tulum, Tokyo, Madrid, Bangkok, Santorini, or Reykjavik? Ooh, this is, these are good options. These are good. I think I'm going to do Madrid. I see that, yeah. 
or Santorini. I don't know. What are you going to choose? I think uh, only because like I do genuinely want to go there. So I have a friend who went to Iceland like a few years ago, uh, and the pictures look just beautiful. Yeah. So it's going to be Reykjavik for me. Like I, I do genuinely want to want to go to all these places, but um, Reykjavik uh, is there's some urgency there. I feel like out of these, like if we're looking at like personality wise, I feel like that could suit you. Yeah. Madrid. I'm going to choose Madrid though. I also like. I am not a warm vacationer. Oh, I, okay. I mean, like, I don't. Mind. You don't. You also don't like scorching hot weather. I know. I, that I don't I like do. the sun generally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fair. <laughs> Most of these are like very beach heavy. I mean, again, Santorini looks be- like these all look beautiful, and I do. I would love to go to all of these, but yeah, it's it's Reykjavik first. Cool. Yeah, for me. Okay, um, we are at the third last question here. Uh, pick something sweet. There is a ice cream cone, chocolate ice cream cone, and a waffle cone. Chocolate ice cream and a waffle cone. Uh, you have a mug of hot chocolate with marshmallows and a couple of sticks of cinnamon. Chocolate chip cookies and milk. What looks like a chocolate donut with That's some icing. <laughs> Secret butthole. <laughs> uh, we have crepes with chocolate in it. And then the last one here, it looks like some kind of fruit crisp with ice cream on it. Oh yeah, like maybe an apple pie or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think in general of these, I prefer the chocolate chip cookies because they're not too sweet, like a little salty. Um, but these particular chocolate chip cookies they've chosen look very, they look very boring. They look like from a package. These do not look like homemade. Claire Sappets. These are not cookies. Claire Sappets. No. She would not approve. So I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the, the pie with ice cream. That's going to be my, nice. my choice. What is it for you? I'm going to choose the um, ice cream and a waffle cone. All right, so on to the next one. Which TV character do you most identify with? Um, it is Mindy Kaling, Tyrion Lannister, is that right? Yeah, Tyrion Lannister. Olivia Pope, holding an entire bottle of wine. Uh, Blake Lively, uh, Jim from The Office, and then the guy from Mad Men. Okay, so, I mean, I've seen Olivia Pope. I've seen Kerry Washington as Olivia Pope yeah. in Scandal, like, only, like, a couple episodes, so I don't really, really? know. People are telling me to watch it because I say, like, I love it, and I, I believe them, but... Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time to watch, but I feel like I identify most. I want to identify with Olivia Pope, but yeah. like I think that's more of an aspirational thing. I think I'm honestly a little bit more of Tyrion Lannister or Jim. Interesting. Yeah, I think I I will agree. I think Carrie Washington is very much my aspirational of this list. Like I would love to be her. Just like walk into her room, power suit, you know, drink an entire bottle of wine. But, but I think it's probably I, I honestly don't even know most of these characters except for Jim from The Office so I'm gonna go with that fair cause he seems like mediocre <laughs> um, sorry Jim uh, okay, okay. This, this is you sorry this is the last one so this is the last question it's just choose a fruit I almost forget what we were doing and this is to remind everybody it's which one best matches your personality uh, so it's choose a fruit this may or may not match the actual one that we're drinking but they're giving us a choice of six different fruits um so they are raspberries. I think that's a nectarine, not a peach. I honestly don't know the difference, but yeah, sure. Um, I'm such a dick. Is that a nectarine or a peach? I think it's a nectarine. Um, cherries, blueberries, pineapple, or red apples. Um, I so I would actually I would pick apples probably, um, except I accidentally clicked raspberries and it won't let me change my answer. So. Just refresh it. <laughs> Did I have to do the whole quiz again? I don't remember. It's like seven questions. Yeah, exactly. It's seven whole questions. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with my answer only because I got Claire Underwood drinking a Pinot Noir and I'm not going to send her back. Ooh, okay. Fair. So, uh, I'll, I'll just be Pinot Noir now. I'm still trying to decide between pineapples and nectarines. I think I'm going to go pineapple. 
Because apparently it makes your cum taste good. Okay, so read out your answer. So I am a Pinot Noir. Just like Pinot Noir, one of the most approachable wines. You're super adaptable. Wow, I'm being read tonight. So I'm, I'm adaptable. I'm easy. <laughs> <laughs> like very flexible. What was it? I'm a, like a desperate dater. Even yeah. as a wine, I'm desperate. Gosh, Damn. this is very discouraging. Um, you have lots of different friend groups and are always making the best of whatever situation situation you're thrown into. And also, I'm Claire Underwood, which doesn't seem to match any of that because she's not adaptable. That's also I would not call that Pinot Noir. I'm not saying that that's not you, but like I don't, I wouldn't call that about Pinot Noir because Pinot Noir is actually a grape that it's called the heartbreak grape because. It is so hard to grow. It is thin-skinned, so it is prone to a lot of rot. Yeah, it's hard. It's easy to fuck up, basically. So there. So Buzzfeed is wrong. Is what you're telling me? Well, I, I don't want to like no shade to like whoever wrote this because I, I know that they probably maybe they're talking involved. about the wine how it tastes or something. Rather yeah, probably. Than, yeah, yeah. Because most people don't are not wine growers. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> okay, so here's what I got. Okay. Um, I got Cabernet Sauvignon. Deep, dark, and full of intense aromas, Cabernet Sauvignon is the king of red wines. Mm. Similarly, you're a natural leader. Because you're so self-assured and confident, you capture people's attention and draw them to you. I don't know if that's true, but we can... I feel like you have a very magnetic personality. Really? Yeah. Speaking of which, would you like more wine? Um, Just a little bit, because, you know, it's a school night. Okay, cool. So we've done a total of i believe like four to five quizzes Um, we have like dozens we had dozens of quizzes lined up which is fine we generated a lot of conversation here we'll probably have to do maybe like a a quizzes part two um that'd be fun and yeah i kind of like i I went into this kind of like you know pictured us at a gay slumber party like looking at magazines and reading through them and that's kind of what we did i guess it's like we love to talk about our results and like how they compare from like compared to the 90s versus now Mm -hmm. um but yes i love that we like did four quizzes and it like took us an hour and a half i love that no i, I genuinely yeah. that sounds like really bad about that what is um very quickly something that you feel good about chips on the table chips on the table um Past week. one thing i don't know if there's something i feel good about but something that i enjoyed recently so i just finished watching it's a sin on hbo um, it's a very short, it's like five or six episodes. It's really short, very beautifully shot. Um, a really good, a well-told story, obviously very sad. If, if you haven't seen it, it's about like, um, the early, um, like early to mid eighties in, in London, um, right as the AIDS epidemic is sort of like hitting hard. Um, and it follows us like group of friends. And I, like what I loved about it is it's such an honest portrayal of like queer friendship and queer community. Um, and I really appreciated that. Like, I feel like we don't see that as often, and we very rarely see it in the context of AIDS. It's, like, the stories around AIDS are often either just, like, just tragedy or just triumph. And this one felt very real, uh, which I appreciated. That's fair. I still, you mentioned it the other day, and I've heard some things about it, but I, I haven't seen it yet, so I, that's on my list. I recommend it. For me, um, I recently got this book yesterday. Um, it's called Nosedive, A Field Guide to the World's Smells by Harold McGee, who I believe resides in San Francisco. And as somebody who you know has the privilege of getting to know these individual aroma molecules in a previous position, um, it's really cool learning about different individual aroma molecules. Um, there's like a whole section on semen. 
mm-hmm. on like armpits, on like fermented food, on like different fruits, on flour. And it's just like, it does a really good job of like combining science and narrative. Um, and I'm really excited to learn, um, read more. Okay, so um, thank you for listening in. Oh, um, do you want to quickly drop our Instagram, our social media handles? Um, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Two Midnight Snacks. That's the number Two Midnight Snacks. We are also on Facebook if you're over seventy, um, and uh, <laughs> we're not on Snapchat. Out of a hundred, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, like and subscribe. Tell all of your friends. Come back next week when we will be discussing. I don't know. Did we say something? This is a lie with me. Oh, April Fool's. We're going to be talking about April Fool's because next week will be April Fool's. Oh, that's cute. Whoever came up with that is clever. Who was it? Not us. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever else is on this Google Doc. Uh, Make sure to come back next week where we'll be talking about lies. Or are we? (laughs) Bring in a lie detector. I was going to say live detector, but that doesn't make sense. There's no live here. Yeah, there's no live. It's just like saying whether or not we're live. It just takes your pulse. It's just a blood pressure machine. (laughs) (laughs) no batteries Um, yeah come back next week and every week after that to all of your friends and enjoy our summer party peace